Hello and welcome back to the Slip Pivot Sessions. This is part two of my interview with Matt Healy, the award-winning chef. My first interview was just before the coronavirus lockdown. After lockdown, his restaurant was forced to close. Matt has been cooking roast dinners for the front line for the last couple of weeks. Hear how he did it and how he's raised over £10,000 in donations. Matt shares how it all came about and his thoughts on what the future looks like for him. Let's dive in. Hi Matt, thank you for coming back and having the second part of this conversation. Um, You're welcome, thanks for having me. I'm not doing no else right now, so I'm all yours. <laughs> so when we, spoke, me. when we spoke last, it was Friday the 13th, it was Friday the 13th of March. and was lock- it really? Yeah, because we said it in our conversation and when I listened back, we were like, okay, it's Friday the 13th, so that must have been about 10 days before lockdown. You know, we were just starting to think about social distancing. Um, well, that following week, that following week was when the government started to brief the public. Um, and it was on the Tuesday, I think, where the government said, we're not going to shut down the restaurant, but we recommend that you don't go to them. And mm. the bookings just fell off a cliff that week, just fell off a cliff. And it was Mother's Day week, wasn't it? So so what did um, you do that weekend? How did you adapt? Well, <clears throat> after, after lots of discussions, with staff and business partners and what have you, uh, we decided to to stay open for uh, the following week. So we shut Monday, Tuesday. So we opened on Wednesday, the 18th of March. Well, we were going to open on Wednesday, the 18th of March, but um, it, there, were, oh, there were no bookings. All the bookings had cancelled. Uh, and then it got to, and then the th- Thursday, we had like eight people booked. So we normally do a full restaurant of 40 odds. Um, and it, I had to make a bit of a judgment call ethically and sort of and business wise is to have everything turned on and fired up, have three servers on the floor and three chefs in the kitchen. It's just it's not financially viable to to open. Um, and then on the was it the Friday? The Friday he was like, right, all restaurants. Friday the twentieth, all restaurants and pubs and bars and entertainment venues have to close. And I was like. That kills me. That's really painful. But at least there's there's some liability being taken on by others. That that opened up insurance policies. It opened us up to be able to go to the bank and say, can you pump the brakes on the loans and, and sort of slow everything down. Mm. Um, I, I think I've worked harder in the last three weeks to close my businesses than I did to open them. Really? It's been, it's so difficult. It's so challenging. And Nine out of 10 of the suppliers on the supply chain have been just totally cool. They've just been really sound. Like, don't worry, Matt, we've got you. We've got a, we've got a rent holiday. We've got payment holidays. Everyone's been really cool. But there's, there's, there's inevitably going to be one. And we're, we're a small business and we rely on other small businesses. So we've, we've just sort of dug into our savings. We've begged, stolen and borrowed off people. And we've tried to make sure that everybody's got enough to eat, metaphorically speaking, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's been it's been real real difficult aside from the fact that I don't know what to do I'm just going out of my mind what the dogs and it gets to like midday and I'm like is it too early for wine because <laughs> I've got no responsibility yeah <laughs> I don't have to get up tomorrow and it's funny because in the other part of our interview you know you were talking about how you worked crazy hour weeks you know and and yeah. your and your lifestyle and now it's gone from always on to you know always you know not on um and so what ha- what inspired the nhs campaign then that you've been doing and t- tell us about it firstly and what well that, well that follows on from your from your first question so we 
Mother's Day week we closed, but we had 120 people booked. And we were like, what What do we do? Do you know what I mean? Like it came to like the Friday night and I have to order all the produce on a Friday for a Saturday because we don't get delivered on a Sunday. So I was like, if I order it and then we're ordered to absolutely close, I've got like a grand's worth of stuff that I can't do anything with. So we decided to offer a takeaway service, obviously bearing in mind all the all the government guidelines on social distancing and stuff. So we set up like a little barrier outside the restaurant to the main doors. Uh, we put takeaway prices on all the wine. We lowered the price of the Sunday lunch to like 15 quid, I think. Um, and we, we, we sold out that Sunday, but I always over-order and I always do for a reason because A, I hate running out and B, it's always nice, a little bit of a, a touch at the end of a Sunday to give the staff, like, like all the staff sit down, have some wine, have some Sunday lunch, end of a busy week, do you know what I mean? A bit of a thank you and a bit of a knees up for the, for the guys to bond. And obviously we had no staff on that day. There was just myself and my partner and my brother doing it. Um, so we had like 15-ish Sunday lunches left and my girlfriend Holly's a nurse, so she was like, maybe we should take it to award a higher dependency unit or something and i was like i never really thought about it i was like all right wicked so she made some calls to small colleagues and they're like oh there's like 10 nurses on the bexley wing at st james's hospital uh st james's hospital is in leeds where i was born it's where my father was taken when he was extremely poorly and it's got a very special place in my heart so i was like okay let's fly up there what's the worst that could happen so we took them in and we found the ward and it's when you walk into the ward it's so strange because it was like a got nobody, not a, we didn't see a single person. And you know how big St. James's is, it's massive in that big uh, middle sort of en- entry part. There was just not a single soul, not even reception security. It was really eerie mm. and creepy. Um, so we found our way to the ward. We didn't go on actually onto the ward because it was a high dependency unit with people that were, were, were really poorly. Um, went to the staff room and just said, these are for you. And they're like, oh, can we take a, can we take a picture to put onto our social media channels and I was like you can see in the picture that went viral I'm really really uncomfortable about it because it wasn't a, a PR so it was like here's some lunch we got left over have it have it have it and I sort of stood there and looking really awkward now of sorts and that picture sort of went viral and we had a conversation the next day with our social media manager and she was like let's just start a GoFundMe page we've got the restaurant we've got the facilities you know how many could we realistically do and I was like let's set it for a grand because that feeds 300. So if we can get a grand by the end of next week, we'll be able to do 300 Sunday dinners again. And you never know, it might, it might snowball. Mm-hmm. Christ, did it snowball. We, had, we, we hit 1,000 quid in about an hour and a half. Um, and then it just kept going and kept going. And then um, John Richardson, the comedian, messaged me on Twitter. And he was like, what are you doing? It's great. He's moved back to Leeds. He's like, just got you over the line. Um, so he, he, he donated, then Calendar News got in touch, ITN, BBC, all these people got in touch, wanted to do all the filming and it just spiralled. And as of yesterday, I think we're, we're about 500, 400 quid off 11 grand. Wow. Well done. So we're on the 20th of April now. Um, yeah. And, and so, so how long have you been, have you done it three weeks now? Uh, we've just yesterday, so Sunday the 19th yesterday, we just did our fourth week. So fourth we week. did, we've hit a hundred, uh, 1,200 Sunday dinners in the last four weeks. We've done for about Christ. I wouldn't even hazard a guess 50 wards, ambulance service stations, uh, hospices, um, care homes, just anywhere really. And people, people get in touch. And then off the back of this, uh, NHS Leeds, the trust have got in touch with us and they've asked us to, I mean, this is a bit of an exclusive actually, they've asked us to be their official partner in Leeds. Oh, wow. So any donations and anything coming in, because people are just sending loads of food to the hospitals and mm. that's really lovely and all well and good. But if you get a lukewarm curry or a lukewarm tagine that's been sat there and there's just a million bacteria on it and you get poorly, 
that's taken a frontline worker out. So I heard because that we've got was, all. Sorry, I heard that there was quite a lot of people donating cakes and taking things down to the hospitals, and then it was causing a whole um, logistical problem for everyone. Somebody had to deal with it at that end and make sure it was distributed to the right places and things like that. I think that's why the trust got involved because people were rocking up with pizzas and you know takeaways were just flying down there and just left right and centre just food all over which as I said is is a lovely sentiment but food safety is really important as well do you know what I mean because if a whole ward that are looking after critically ill patients get a tummy rumble and they have to be getting out of there with a bit of food poisoning they've then got to stay away from work for seven another you know seven to fourteen days and and food poisoning's got an incubation period of about twelve hours so you you're done. Mm. Um, so we we are in partnership now with NHS Leeds Trust. So any donations uh, or any food, any care packages now come through the foundry in Leeds, and we'll distribute them through our logistics and that, which is me in my car. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, oh well, well done, and um, and you you're continuing to go. So how long do you see this going on for? Well, as long as people keep donating, I'll keep cooking. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So we've got. We've done it for four weeks. Like I said, it costs between about 800 and a grand to do. So we've got about six and a half grand left in the pot. So I'll just, we'll just keep going and we'll, we'll go as far as we can within, within the sort of LS postcodes and the boundary of the, of the NHS elite. And so how do people donate? Uh, there's, a, there's a GoFundMe link on all our social channels. So on the mm-hmm. Facebook page, Instagram and, and my Twitter. Um, I'll send you the link as well. Send me the link and um, I'll put it in the show notes and, and put it on mine as well so everyone can find out a way. And I, um, because this is the Slip Pivot Sessions and I'm dead nosy about how stuff works, how are you actually doing it behind the scenes? So I know there's you, there's your brother Liam and your girlfriend Holly. Um, yeah. like, talk us through it. Like, how's, how's a typical week looking now for you? Well, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I just, I'm pottering about, so I'm just doing stuff. So I've started to run. I just bought a bike, so I'm trying to get fit. And because, you know, I, I didn't exercise that much before, but I was on my feet for, you know, 15 to 18 hours a day. So it's almost like exercise. But at the moment, I'm just binge watching Netflix and Amazon Prime and all, all re watching MasterChef 2016. <laughs> watching yourself. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty bored early week. And then, so Wednesday, I'll liaise with uh, our social media manager, who is Lucinda, who's brilliant, who takes care of all the marketing for Gron and, and the Foundry. And um, she'll give me a spreadsheet of how many we've got and where they're going. So I'll place the orders to the to the butcher and the, the veg guy. They don't deliver anymore now. So I've, I've, Thursday morning, I'll fly up to Bradford, fill my car up with as much veg and stuff as I can get in there. And then the meat man meets me at the restaurant. And then we start on Thursday, just peeling and chopping and doing little bits and pieces. Uh, and then... Friday we do all the actual cooking so we've got a cook chill process so you've got to take things up to 75 degrees then you've got to bring them down below eight degrees within a 90 minute window so it's quite easy with nobody else being in the kitchen so I do all that on my own and then on Sunday it's just a case of getting it all boxed up so what tends to happen is Liam and Holly um box everything up because Liam can't cook and Holly has no desire to cook (laughs) so I just pass it all to them and they distribute it all uh and then Holly just grabs out the spreadsheet and she's like right okay we've got I don't know, 80 going to the LGI, 120 to Jimmy's, and then you're going to St. Gemma's, and you're going to Wheatfields, and you're going to the ambulance service. And we've got it down now. The first week was like, yeah, we'll deliver at one o'clock. And I was just so far behind. We didn't have delivery until like 5 p.m. I saw that on Instagram, and I thought, I felt your pain that day, because I know in your heart, you're probably like, right, I want this hot hot gravy, everyone being happy at lunchtime. But logistical challenges, I expect. 
Yeah, and we've 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 had to adopt the offering as well because I am I am quite a proud person in what I do, and obviously put my name above the door in a restaurant. You've kind of got to live by the sword and die by the sword. And I was like, well, if I'm going to send out a Matt Healy Sunday lunch, it's got to be blooming warm and pink and beautiful and delicious with cauliflower cheese and a beautiful gravy. And I was like, actually, we can't actually do that and make it work. So I've had to sort of adapt the offering. Um, but I think that we're still getting the message across that what we're doing is a nice thing and the food that we're doing is, is pretty tasty and wholesome. Do you know what I mean? And I think the feedback that we've got is people that, like nurses and doctors that are working 14 hours and they're coming to the close of their shift and they get given this Sunday lunch that they just stick in the microwave for 90 seconds. They're like, that it properly makes their day. We've had loads of wonderful, like tear-jerking messages, mm. which is really sweet. Really nice of people to do that. Oh, well, keep doing what you're doing. It's um, it's an amazing way for you to be spending your time right now. And uh, I think everyone can, how much, so how much do people donate to buy, to buy a nurse or a doctor a roast dinner? It, well, we, we've, we've said from the start, it's it, a fiver covers the cost because I could use a top set, a cheaper cut of meat and, and I could put less in, but I don't want to do that because I'm still, like I said before, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. I'm still representing the restaurant and the brand. So I still want to get as much quality into that as I can. So I'm using salt age strip loin, beautiful from a butcher in, in North Yorkshire. Um, so it costs a fiver. And we, well, it costs five pounds each and we, we make the cost up, but we've had donations from Taylors of Harrogate, Yorkshire Tea Centres, 300 little mini boxes of Yorkshire Tea to give out. Uh, there's a there's a bar in Leeds called the Brotherhood of Pastimes and Pursuits, it's a sports bar. And my friend Seema Demon is the owner. She sent us down a hundred little booze packages. So like a little can of hooch and a bottle of Heineken for when they finish work. Uh, Vegware have sent us all the compostable um, little boxes to put all the food in. So. People have been really generous. LNER, the train company, donated like 500 eggs or something because they weren't running a first-class carriage anymore. So loads of people have got involved. And like I said, if people keep getting involved and keep chucking stuff in, then I'll just keep going as long as I can. And if we get the green light to open and there's any funds left in the pot, when we reopen, we'll just have a massive reopening party at the foundry with champagne and oysters and just let all the nurses and doctors come down and enjoy that in the sunshine. That sounds wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on and giving us an update. And how are you feeling about the future for the restaurants now? The future is massively uncertain, um, but I'm not going to dwell on worry because it's a nothing feeling. So if, you know, what will be, will be. I can't, I can't change what's about to happen. And I, but I do believe that I've got enough self-belief that if it did all go, that I'm confident that I could rebuild um and if it doesn't all go and we get to open in the next six weeks then bang we're ready to go we've got a full team ready to serve the best third best meal in Leeds I think (laughs) (laughs) oh brilliant you're such an inspiration Matt and thank you so much for coming on again and giving us this update chat thanks Liz thanks for having me You've been listening to the Slick Pivot Sessions with me, Liz Ward. If you'd like to donate to buy a roast dinner for a frontline worker, visit the GoFundMe link in the show notes. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast. Please rate and review us on Apple or Google or wherever you get your podcasts. This helps us grow and continue to bring you amazing guests. The show notes have all the links and references from today's session. And for your weekly dose of Pivot inspiration, sign up to Slick Pivot Sunday, my weekly newsletter at slickpivot.com. Until our next session together, stay nimble and remember, no pivot is ever slipped.